Hey now, listener, welcome back to another episode of the Coco and Dolls podcast, where real people, we do real reviews, and they're really interesting. We should add that, actually. Really funny? No. Uh, I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dolls. And what are we talking about in this action-packed episode of the podcast, Coco? It is action-packed because today... We are talking about Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, we are. The brand new release. It is in theaters. It started streaming today on HBO Max. Today is when we're reviewing it because we want to bring you the timeliest reviews. We are all over it. We're on top of it. So... Do we need a summary? (laughs) I was just going to say... Summary's in the title, right? I knew that I was going to be the one to have to do the summary because this is not the kind of movie Daltz is really interested in. I kind of forced him to watch it. But then I was like, you know, I don't even really need to do a summary because, yeah, it's Godzilla versus Kong. That's really all you need to know about it. And honestly, the plot... Maybe I know what was going on, you know, I'm not, the plot is really just kind of irrelevant, but. Right, right. There was some other stuff going on that people were involved with. When the people were on the screen, I honestly didn't really care. Right. I just, right. you know, wanted to get to the monsters kicking ass part, so. <laughs> well, in the audio in the version that we watched was not great when the people were talking, and at certain points I was tuning out. It was like, yeah, you know, I don't care what they're saying. Like, right. sometimes I'll turn to you and say. What did they say? <laughs> but you did not do that once this movie. I didn't do that once in this movie. I was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> and at one point, I did want to tell you to turn it up. But then I was like, he's already like so pissed off that he's having to watch this movie. I'm not going to make it even worse for him. So <laughs> you turn it up and then go sit in the back of the house. So I'll try to give listener a bare bones yes. plot review. Yes. So Because we're professional and we're classy and we need to prepare listener for everything. So Godzilla just goes nuts at the beginning of the movie and attacks a... Uh, a company called Apex Cybernetics. And people are like, WTF Godzilla, because you're supposed to be nice. And it turns out that Apex Cybernetics uh, is nefarious. An evil corporation? Right. This is totally science fiction. In America, no less. Oh, I don't believe it already. Right. Truth, justice, and all that stuff, right? Wow. So uh, Demian uh, Bashir... He is the head of Apex Cybernetics. He enlists Alexander Skarsgård and his uh, daughter, Aza Gonzalez, as well as Rebecca Hall, who's a scientist who is watching over Kong. They have to go to Hollow Earth to get a nuclear material, basically like what powers Godzilla, because uh, Apex Cybernetics needs it for nefarious purposes. But they, <laughs> of course. but they're like, no, we're going to rehome Kong. Mm-hmm. This is where mm-hmm. he should be. Maybe there are others of his kind there. Mm-hmm. And things go wrong, as they tend to do. And in the end, it's a battle royale between Kong and Godzilla and mecha godzilla what? what and they basically destroy hong kong mm-hmm. so i i mean you don't really need to know the plot <laughs> that's that's the movie right there <laughs> you don't that's the movie really need to know the plot just there's well, some stuff with the scientist dad guy kyle chandler yeah. and yeah uh, kyle chandler and, and his daughter millie, millie bobby brown yeah. who's 11 from stranger things yeah. they reappear they were last seen in godzilla king of the monsters mm-hmm. they're back Kyle Chandler is basically not it in at all. Right. Um, the Stranger Things girl has a pretty big subplot mm-hmm. involving her, 
her friend who was a, a brought to life troll in Christmas Chronicles 2. <laughs> and then uh, Brian Henry Tyree, I believe that's yep. his name. Uh, he's a conspiracy theorist podcaster who works for Apex Cybernetics. The three of them have a subplot where they go to Hong Kong unknowingly and brian tyree henry brian tyree henry i'm sorry brian henry tyree i think is what i said so and imagine that so actually this is a breakthrough in in my life probably your life too coco because there's a podcaster prominently featured in a movie i was pretty stoked about that and that uh, was my the best part of the movie he was the best human in the movie for sure he's also a little bit crazy so (laughs) as are we (laughs) i was gonna say this is this is not uh, unusual or un- unreasonable to think about this podcaster as being a crazy person. So before listener gets even more confused than mm-hmm. they probably already are by trying Wait to keep track of the nonsensical plot. They can't get confused by Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, that's just, <laughs> well, it's in the title. It's because the writers actually tried to make it something besides just two monsters kicking each other's ass. And quite, quite honestly, if it was just... Godzilla and Kong go in 10 rounds with Brian Tyree Henry, like on the side doing the play by play. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that movie. So, internet, here's your mission <laughs> right. cut the movie so that it's just battle scenes, and that's probably about 45 to 60 minutes, maybe. Or alternately, give us the Snyder cut of Godzilla <laughs> versus <hours>. Kong. <laughs> oh. Oh. Dalton's ass still has not recovered oh. from two weeks ago. When I think we I just had this. a stroke of some sort. <laughs> For, so Godzilla versus Kong is only one hour and fifty three right. minutes. We should we should state that. Yeah, and we should also state that we did a great deal of homework in preparation for watching this. Was we watched the previous one last night? We so did. that was uh, Godzilla, King of the King of the Monsters, right? King of the the Poobahs. And Daltz is still angry that I made him go see Kong Skull Island in theaters back in twenty seventeen. That's true. I have a grudge dating back to twenty seventeen <laughs> about that and, watching in a movie theater. And Daltz has not seen the twenty fourteen Godzilla, but I have, and I can't remember anything about it right so adults so, yeah t- tell us what you think oh uh well uh you're gonna be surprised at this that i actually uh, enjoyed this more than i enjoyed so the one that we watched last night the godzilla king of the monsters was just awful yeah and there were a lot of really great actors in it shockingly i was astounded we were watching it and we we're going like hey that's so and so and hey that's so and so and he's good and she's good and um, like the lady from uh, Up in the Air, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Vera Farmiga. Yeah, and then Kyle Chandler, who's also really good and stuff usually. Um, and everybody uh, was was really bad. <laughs> and then Ken Watanabe. Yeah, he was really bad. And so the acting in that one was just was abysmal, and it just detracted. And the special effects to me weren't really all that good. Now that set the, the table for this newest version of the animal monster attack movies and <laughs> the fourth installment of the legendary monster verse. Thank you. I was hoping you'd do that. And so, uh, I'm, the, you know, the table is set and I'm thinking this is going to be terrible. It's going to be two hours. You know, I'm going to be like, my bum is going to be numb and I'm not going to be able to hear anything. Dalton's is like, I better get so late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm building a valuable relationship points here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's probably the way I should put it. (laughs) And uh, so I went in with low expectations, uh, as Coco did when she uh, entered a relationship with me. And uh, I actually was impressed. I was uh, entertained. 
Uh, the special effects were very, very good. They uh, were the the toning and the shadowing and the and the water splashing. I mean, there were some inconsistencies. Uh, Kong seemed to vary in size from time to time. It looked like he was climbing a building, and then another time he was bigger than the building. Like there was some like a different building. There were some variances there, but I mean, really, when you're I'm the only one paying attention to that stuff when you're watching this kind of movie. Most right. people are just watching it to be entertained and like, oh my gosh, he just got crashed into a building. That's awesome. Um, Which is why I want to, wanted to watch this movie. I think that's what yeah. a lot of people want to watch. They want to <laughs> yeah. see destruction and death and carnage and then and then know it's not real and then leave and go home and, you know, and then have dinner. You know? Especially at this point in the pandemic when mm-hmm. we've all been trapped inside for a year, adults just saw a headline saying that this movie has made like $125 million in the global box office, which yep. is nothing in pre-pandemic times, but... Currently, it's the clubhouse winner, and I think yep. at this point, we just all want some mindless fun. It's made $90 million in China. Wow. So this is uh, this movie, I think maybe, uh, you know, this is a typical uh, first weekend of the summer movie. Right. Like this mm-hmm. is the Memorial Day weekend kind of movie, right, where you just blow it out. It's mindless fun. Everybody's happy to be done with winter and mm-hmm. into spring and coming su- summer's coming up, that kind of thing. Um I will still say though that it was it was completely formulaic. It was completely um, you know there were all sorts of references to other movies. Mm-hmm. They were copying other movies. There were lazy references uh, to even the previous movie that we watched last night. The way that the climax happens with Godzilla mm-hmm. was almost identical to the way. <laughs> Uh, sorry, the way the climax happens with Kong in this movie is almost identical to what happens with Godzilla in in the last movie. Um, so there's a lot of there's a small range of uh, imagination for these kinds of movies, and there's a lot of like Avengers in there, and there's a lot of uh, yeah. You did point out that uh, Kong with the the axe is like Thor with a hammer, right? And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and there's all sorts of impossibilities where there's. You know, the the heroes are just about to be squashed by the monster and then Kong comes along at the last second and squashes the bad monster and, and they're <laughs> looking up at the camera going, oh, thank you, Kong. Like it's just, you know, it, that's, that happens in every movie that I've ever seen where it's like, oh no, the hero's going to die already? And no, the last second he's saved. So, you know, there's a lot of that, but really... Uh, what do you, what do you, if you're going to this movie, you're not expecting, no. you know, some sort of Howard's End or anything right. like that. Right. This isn't Schindler's List. Right. And there's not going to be a lot of engaging dialogue, like, <laughs> right. like a Tarantino movie or something like that. Like, I mean, some of the things that they were saying on the screen is just like, oh, did they really say that? <laughs> right. Like, I love the, I love the fact that when you're in these movies and they're flying and something and they're going to crash and somebody turns around and says, hang on. It's like, oh, oh, I wasn't hanging on. I'm glad you advised me of that, sir. I couldn't see that giant mountain right in front of us. The fact that we're we're sloping down (laughs) and my face skin is peeling off. But, you know, oh, yeah, I will. I will hang on. Thank you for that advice. (laughs) So anyway, I think a listener knows where I stand on these movies. Coco, (laughs) you're the expert on these kinds of things. You tell us uh, exactly what you think because I'm interested in your viewpoint. Well, yeah. So like I said, I mean, it... They tried to make the plot way too complicated. Right. Like, it didn't... We didn't really need the people at all. The people aren't why real people are going to see this movie. Right. Right? We don't need character development for Rebecca Hall's character or whatever. Like, we just want to see 
Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's why I wanted to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like snakes on a plane. It's like you, you got me at the title. Right. Like, <laughs> that kind of gave it away. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I know what it's going to be about. <laughs> right. You don't need totally. to talk about you know, like we don't need to bring in uh, it's philosophy or anything like that. Yeah. So the plot was just overly complicated, even though it was still stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I uh, there was I did like Demi and Bashir. He just seemed like he was having a ball playing right. just a bad guy who's just bad for no reason um so i i liked him he's corporate bad guy yeah he's good in everything he does um what else has he been in not to put you on the spot uh oh he was uh he got nominated for an oscar about 10 years ago i think the movie was called a better life oh yeah um i've seen him before and then he was just in something that we watched recently Mm -hmm. too and you know i can't remember what that was sorry that was an unrehearsed question we're gonna have to cut that part out. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to watch only the Godzilla versus Kong parts, the first battle is about forty minutes into the movie. It takes place at sea, and then the second one, because there's only two, there's only two battles between Godzilla and Kong, which I think is not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. I think there should have been three, mm-hmm. but the last maybe like half hour of the movie mm-hmm. is just like a protracted fight scene between those two and then at the end they also bring in mecha mecha godzilla and they team up against mecha yeah they team up against mecha godzilla and uh yeah so probably maybe it's an hour 53 maybe hit about the 90 minute mark Mm -hmm. if you want to see those and that last scene was freaking epic (laughs) like godzilla versus kong Mm -hmm. in hong kong Mm -hmm. like they're just destroying the city like it was amazing like dalt said the special effects were fantastic yeah they were really good like i i had a ball during that scene i loved watching it so much so and i will say uh mecha godzilla I got to say Skynet has become self-aware several times during that scene because he was supposed to be controlled by another nefarious corporate dude. And mm-hmm. instead he went rogue. He so, takes over like Hal and all the other yeah. computers and these kinds of things. So I was very happy that I got to say Skynet has become self-aware. We really need to get like a mystery science theater 3000 show because <laughs> totally do. our comments during these, some of these <laughs> movies are actually pretty funny. Especially when we're watching like Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Vanna and Pat. I think people really want to see that. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I. This isn't the kind of movie that is really going to make political commentary. Um, <laughs> it's I, not very deep. No, it's definitely not deep at all. I think they could have maybe made some subversive commentary because of the origins of these two characters well, in cinema I maybe mean, we have to wait for the four-hour version right the snyder, cut. the snyder cut <laughs> the snyder cut the snyder cut can i also mention that i think the title is misleading because it's actually not godzilla versus kong it's kong versus godzilla because kong is in three quarters of the movie it, yeah like godzilla it's a kong movie it's a kong movie yeah, yeah. it's barely there's barely any godzilla involved really well, well like i said if they just brian henry tyree tyree henry why do i keep getting his name wrong uh, just call him Brian. Brian. He was the best character by far. He was comic relief. I laughed out loud at several of his lines. And mm-hmm. if he just would have been doing play-by-play of like Kong and Godzilla in a ring, just going 10 rounds, I would have I would have paid to see that. That would have been awesome. But um, yeah, so I think there could have been maybe some subversive political commentary on 
the origins of these two characters, how they were born out of bad things that Americans do. And then, I mean, they laid waste to Hong Kong, so they weren't well, really shying away from the political commentary. So so the Earth in this monster-verse is a destroyed smoking wreck because mm-hmm. all we've seen are the monsters crash into buildings and knock them over. And there's got to be a lot of devastation. So I wouldn't... Uh, that's, a, that's a bad thing. Um, B, for me, I didn't think there was really a good enough explanation to me, like you mentioned, Coco, is that all of a sudden Godzilla, last time we saw Godzilla, he was saving the world. And then the next one, he's destroying the world. And it was almost like evil Spock. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) where did that come from? Like, all of a sudden, Godzilla's a bad guy and we want to put him up against Kong. So... To me, I had trouble buying into that from the beginning of the movie. That sort of impeded me a little mm-hmm. bit. Is that, and you explained it why it happened, but I still was like, "Really? Godzilla's all of a sudden he's a bad guy, and it, he's fight, he's going up against Kong." And it, it took a long time for them to say why Godzilla attacked Apex Cybernetics. Well, it didn't really even make much sense to me. Like yeah. it was like, why didn't you just you know just write him a note? <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey, you want to do that? Not do that because I'm Godzilla. Like right. he's got it. Godzilla's got to have like PR people, right? He's got to have, have an agent and stuff like that. Like he's not going right in there and just stomping on things. He's got to be like, you know what? We could all just save a lot of trouble if you don't do that right. anymore, mm-hmm. that bad thing that you're doing. And then everybody's like, oh, it's Godzilla. Of course like, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm a nuclear powered lizard. Right. Do you really want to get on my bad side? All he has to do, actually, all he has to do is kind of cozy up, look over at them askance. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, we've done something wrong. Because they right. know. They have the guilt inside them. Right. Like, and I'll, so they know. Like we got several close-ups of Godzilla like glaring right. and flaring his, yeah, flaring his nostrils. So... If he does that to me, I'm like, bro, what do you right. want? Like, like you name your price. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You're I'm, a nuclear-powered lizard. Right, totally. Like, seriously, you want me to stop doing something? You want me right. to start doing something? Did, like, I, I, did I not come to a full and complete stop at that stop sign? <laughs> right, like, just totally. you know, let me know what I did. Like, oh, you want the last peanut butter cup? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. Take it, man. I need to lose some weight. It's all good. <laughs> So you don't need a two-hour-long movie. You know, it's just like Godzilla cozies up and says, stop it, you know, through his PR people. And then him and Kong go to lunch. I would <laughs> I would also like to say, though, that I thought the... Um, so in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. the reason... Basically, the madman in that wants the Titans to take back over the world because humanity sucks and we should just die Mm -hmm. because nothing good has happened since we've been around. Mm -hmm. But then that was kind of, it was, you know, opposite day in Godzilla versus Kong. So Demian Bashir wants humanity to be the lone apex predator. So now he's trying to get Godzilla and Kong to take each other out. Mm -hmm. So even though I love Demian Bashir, he was not as sympathetic a villain as Charles Dance was in mm-hmm. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Cause like the older I get, the more I kind of identify with people who are like, yeah, humans suck and we should all die. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, duh. We're not you know. good for the earth. That's right. For sure. So, you know, 11 from stranger things is all looking at her mom and she's like, you're a monster. And I'm like, you're young and idealistic. And when you're older, you will understand why your mom is doing what she's doing to bring about the end of humanity. This bitter moment brought to you by <laughs> lemons from Florida by jaded Coco. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I agree with you there. I think that there's a lot of uh, a lot of things we can do for this earth, and and really that we're not doing them. <laughs> I, and, I was going to say something else, and I forgot what I was. And the say. biggest thing we can do is die. So well, yeah, not watch <laughs> movies that burn up electricity. And <laughs> well, if we're going to not burn up electricity, then we should not do anything. Right. Really, I mean, we should just go back into caves. Well, that's not such a bad idea. 
true. Um, the podcast took a side turn there, so I'm sorry yeah, totally. about that. <laughs> so overall, Coco, out of uh, 26 letters, what are you rating uh, Kong versus Godzilla, as I like to call it? You go first, because I'm still oh. deciding. Oh, really? You're still yeah. deciding? Mm-hmm. But you want to hear what I say, and then you're going to go no. like a little higher? No. Oh. Because uh, I'm always higher than you anyway. Well, so. that's true. Uh, six. Six. Oh, okay. Out of 20. Out of 20. <laughs> oh. No, no. It's out of 10. I can't, <laughs> okay. I can't change it. I can't have a, a different one every week. <laughs> that's never happened. No, that's never happened. Uh, so out of 26 letters, Coco, and also shades of those 26 letters, because right. you could be plus or minus. Right. That's why I started doing the letter grades, because I wanted... You know, I want a nuance. <laughs> that's what the, <laughs> that's what these movies are all about is nuance. Nuance, right? That's I mean, <laughs> you know, it's worth an A, but I don't like them. <laughs> At minute forty-five, there, I wasn't happy with the confrontation. A movie franchise called the MonsterVerse is all about nuance, right? That's why there was all that political commentary about the, you know, <laughs> the racial Earth. history of King Kong <laughs> and the American nuclear origins of Godzilla in the fifties in Japan. Is this an anti-nuclear movie or is it a pro-nuclear movie? It's it's just a movie. <laughs> it's got no message. It's really got no message. And that's, I can't decide if I want to give it a C plus or a B minus. Oh, really? That's kind of low for you. Yeah. In these movies. I know. Because, I mean, the it was better than Godzilla King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. but the plot was still... That's a low bar. We didn't, yeah. It, yeah, that's a very low bar. And we didn't really need the plot, but... The Godzilla versus Kong fight scenes oh, were friggin' epic. Okay, well, let's do it this way. Uh-huh. So let's grade the the fight scenes. Okay. And then the rest of the movie. Just the fight scenes. I give those an A. Okay. Those, so then, those get an A, for yeah. sure. And the like, rest of the movie? Oh, the rest of the movie, yeah, I'd say like a C+. Yeah. 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 So Even that, right? Yeah. So just watch the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, man, Kong, he is a street brawler. He's just, he's <laughs> doing the headbutt and he's got like the right hook to the face. And Godzilla takes several like feet to the face for sure. He gets kicked in the face many times. Well, and you got to think that Godzilla's got a pretty small brain, right? Because like his, his cranium is not very large. Yeah, that is true. Whereas Godzilla is the king of the jungle. Yeah, Kong. I mean, I, see, I'm getting these guys mixed <laughs> right. up. <laughs> Maybe it's time for me to stop talking. Right. <laughs> You're like, really? Can we wrap this up? Yeah. Come on, I'm done talking about this. Kongzilla? I mean, what? <laughs> which one was it? That's gonna be that's gonna be the next movie, Kongzilla. Are like they they're, gonna get together and have babies? No, they're gonna have a. Well, there was a thing in there about like Mothra's pregnancy or something, and I was like, oh no, Godzilla didn't impregnate Mothra, did he? And so what happened? We watched the end credits for the last movie, and there was this moment where the guy was like, "We'll take the head of the." Oh, so that's what was yeah. part of it. That yeah, was that the was recreation, uh, but he wasn't in this movie. Charles. Dance. Yeah, no, I wonder if Charles Dance died actually, because that would explain why there's a new villain. Yeah, but that hasn't stopped movies before. I mean, we got yeah, Princess Leia after yeah, she died, right? Yeah, Peter so, Cushing came back as a grandmoff uh, Tarkin. So. Right, exactly. So there's all sorts of instances. Anyway, uh, maybe we should wrap this up because we're at uh, 47 minutes now. It's almost as long as the movie. So thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. For another episode, I'm not Dogs. And I'm not Coco. <laughs>